Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Ahmedabad, India, we're joined by Webflow and JavaScript developer at FinSuite, Yogesh Zinzuadia. Yogesh is a bright young developer fueled by a passion for learning. In this episode, we discuss a variety of topics from ambient Minecraft music, working in public spaces, hobby flying, and when it comes to personal growth, how past failures don't define your future success. Featuring Yogesh Zinzuadia, this is Overflow. Hey, Yogesh, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Matthew, I'm really glad to be here. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? I'm 21 and I'm based in Ahmedabad, India. And I've been working as a Webflow developer and a JavaScript developer uh, since the past three years. And where are you located? I'm located in Ahmedabad, India. It's a small city in Gujarat, west of India. What's it like living there? It's a dry state, so it's really quite no clubs, no bars, and it's a metro city, but it's it's really quiet, and it's very peaceful living there. There's not much going around, but yeah, if you have like grown up there like I have, then mm-hmm. it's it's a good place to live. What is the kind of the terrain, the environment like there? It's a plain. There's no mountains. No, there's no beaches unless like you want to drive for hours. It's it's fertile. There are a lot of farmers farmers here. Uh, there's a lot of farming that happens around the main city. There's a lot of little villages. A lot of crops in India grow from Am- uh, go from Ahmedabad, like cotton. When you get out of the house, what do you like to go and do in the area? The most interesting place in the cities, maybe a nearby coffee place. I'm not I'm not consumer, but I really like coffee and I really like brewing coffee as well. So I often nice. go check out different coffee places in the town. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I like to do. Go to a new coffee place, try new food, go watch a movie with friends. It's a good place to live if you have a good company around you. Do you go and work from the coffee shops or is it just for... Yeah, absolutely. I I just cannot work from home because Mm -hmm. I have a beautiful bed behind me. And it's (laughs) just like, especially in the afternoons, I'm working on my desk and I just look behind. It's like the bed's like inviting me to take a nice nap. And I don't want to fall into that because you know how you take a nap at two in the afternoon and you wake up at seven in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I just, that's like a ritual of mine. Like every day after lunch, I just head out to one of these coffee places and work from there because it doesn't let me take a nap there. <laughs> so that's your normal workspace environment is is heading to the coffee shops? Yeah, uh, heading to a coffee shop, a cafe, or sometimes co-working spaces. I like to sit more in like a daylight, kind of keeps me from being sleepy. Usually I just head out to work. I can't just work at home. Since you're pretty kind of nomadic, almost day-to-day, kind of, what do you kind of pack up and take with you? What are like the essentials that you need to move around well, and keep working? If I go to any place in the world, this is my laptop and phone. Mm-hmm. I think you can just like do anything. If you're like stranded somewhere, you have a phone, you can book a hotel, book a hotel. Voila, you got a place to stay. Yeah, I just take my MacBook and my phone and my headphones. Music music is really important when you're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you kind need... of music do you like to listen to? I think some people will judge me, but I listen to ambient Minecraft 
music. Ambient Minecraft music. I mean, you should try it. Minecraft music is really good. It gets you the grooves like class naming after the Minecraft music starts. It's pretty dope. I didn't I didn't know that was a whole genre. It's like just... <laughs> no, it's a genre of ambient music. There's a really popular artist called huh. Tim Hecker. I think you would love his work, but I just like to have some kind of ambient sound around me helps me focus. So you mentioned that when you're like moving around, do you like to have places that have windows or maybe you have people around you and you can people yeah. watch or see yeah, the city? Yeah. What? Exactly. Occasionally to just people watch is, it's like you're alone, but you're not totally alone. And mm-hmm. it's like no one's bothering you. There's people around you. It's like a comfortable feeling. It's a weird comfortable feeling. Uh, right now here, I'm in New York and I just sitting in the Central Park and working from there. It was like the most amazing experience ever. I just had, I had coffee by my side. I was sitting in a nice park. I could see the nature. I could see the yeah. sky and I could see different kinds of people around me. Like sometimes like seeing people around you kind of inspires you because, you know, you see a lot of interesting people, especially here in New York. That's one of the things I do love about visiting New York is just kind of having so much happening around me. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. It actually helps like energize me and make me focus. Yeah. Like I can disappear into this large chaotic city. Yeah, I find it energetic and invigorating. So like you so. feel like the main character in a movie, like everything blurs out and is this you doing your thing? Do you have any interesting hobbies? Well, if liking to fly airplanes is considered as an interesting hobby, it's a kind of an expensive hobby. But yeah. I, I, I always like love, love like airplanes, like just seeing that marvelous, huge engineering marvel just flying the sky. It was so fascinating to me. So ever since I was a kid, even if like I'm 21 today, if I hear a plane engine over my head in my house, I just kind of just stroll out of the house and just yeah. take a look at it. I'll just be like, wow, I flew for the first time. Two years ago, uh, when I visited the United States. So yeah, that's the first time I flew and it was, the feeling was like totally euphoric. It was like I was talking to the wind. It was amazing. <laughs> Last year as well, when I visited the Buffalo Conference and San Francisco, that area is a great place for glider flying. There's a few glider flying clubs in Hollister. So yeah, I took that opportunity as well to go for a little glider flying ride. Yeah, I saw a clip of that. That looked amazing. I would, I would totally recommend it. What is something that would surprise people to learn about you? No, I don't want to brag about it, but people usually from my college, like I'm still doing my degree, they mm-hmm. are usually surprised how I'm like working at this age and already like making a living off it and like working with all these interesting people around the world. So yeah, that's what surprises people uh, when they meet me, when they get to know me. Honestly, I give all the credit to Weflo. If it weren't for Weflo, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you through this mic yeah when people realize what you're able to do as as still as a student earning a living at the same time does that inspire them to try and do the same or yeah definitely uh, like uh, they do get inspired and i do always recommend them to go check out weflo Honestly, like uh, doing anything, like the only reason I was able to do this right now at this age because it, it's because I took out the time to learn something. You just have to take time out to learn something. Nothing is too hard, too tough. As long as you take out the time, the human mind is capable of building websites on Webflow or taking you to the moon. It's capable of mm-hmm. both the things. It's like so simple and so easy. People often don't believe it. So are you uh, still a full-time student? I'm more of a part-time student. I'm doing my degree along the side. I'm, I'm working full-time as well. I, I don't know. I particularly find working and problem solving and everything so interesting that if mm-hmm. I don't do that for two days, it feels really odd. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's fun. It can be a hobby in and of itself too. I often refer to Webflow as like my playground. I think the most therapeutic thing ever would be not to have any any project, not to have any deadline, not to have any client that you need to respond to, but just open the Webflow designer, just design something random. I think that would be a yeah, very therapeutic experience. So what is your role and how do you describe what you do to others? I basically started as a full stack developer. I learned full stack development first during the COVID time, you know, when there was like all the lockdown thing, mm. there was nothing on and people were doing nothing. I had just finished high school after that and it was my summer break after high school. So I started learning full stack development and then I started like freelancing a little and just within a month, I somehow got introduced to Webflow. It was kind of game changing at that time. Webflow is making it super easy building front end because you have to just visually place things rather than typing lines of code that really fascinated me that that really put me on tangent to be a I don't know if there's a name for this but I, I guess you can call it a JavaScript developer for Webflow I did so many integrations on top of Webflow with custom code that I was like really well, well experienced to do any kind of custom integration on top of Webflow I started on Upwork as that and apparently there were a lot of people that wanted someone like that there was a lot of demand in market for someone that can do these custom form submissions custom integration on top of Webflow getting data mm -hmm. from somewhere else inside Webflow I, I'm also a Webflow developer I do build sites as well what excites and motivates you about what you're doing? Ever since I was a kid, I really like building stuff. It's not the part about building the thing, but it's that you look back at what you have built and it feels so satisfying and you feel, wow, I'm capable of doing something so good. I guess that also relates to why I like traveling so much because I see all these marvels that humans have made and I just look at them and it kind of motivates me and inspires me that the same human that I am were capable of building something like this. So it kind of motivates me building is something that we do on Webflow. That is what like really excites me and motivates me. Seeing a site come off after like working on it for, for days and days and days, I'm seeing it come into shape, come into life. To be the person that does that is really like excites me and motivates me. What is a resource that you think more people in the community should know about? Currently, ChatGPT is a great resource for anything and everything. I've been using it at a concerning amount lately. <laughs> <laughs> So right now I can just tell ChatGPT that, hey, I want to do this. Sometimes you got to be a little precise when you tell the AI what to do because it's not as smart as you. It does not have all the context. But if you give it the context, mm -hmm. it's smarter than you in that topic with that context. Mm -hmm. I think ChatGPT for developers is like dribble for designers. that You get something to start off. Uh, writing code is not that much of a creative thing compared to designing, but still you have to like, you know, put logical reasoning into that. And it's good to have something to start off. We like, we humans like to be a little lazy. So, I mean, <laughs> I think it is still creative work. You're still problem solving and yep. it's just the brush that you're painting with is, you know, characters and syntax and I agree and values rather than with pixels and colors and shapes, but it's still very creative. Thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you are creative. It's just a different medium. Yeah. I think Webflow has a great community. The forums, Webflow forums, you post a problem on there, people would be helping you out and responding to you within minutes. I don't know if much people know about this, but there's a great Webflow Discord server. I think it's by Flowbase mm -hmm. and it has a lot of people in there and uh, it's a great place. As amazing as the community mm -hmm. is, it's an as amazing resource. People are like always ready to help you. That's a great thing about this community. Definitely. Get involved in the community. Lots of great places to do so. 
Who is someone in the Webflow community that inspires you? First of all, like Maguire inspires me when it comes to humor. I really, <laughs> <laughs> really uh, like the way he does all the word plays and like puts everything out there. It's like I'm watching a Netflix, like a Netflix show. Like Webflow mm. tutorials are like mm-hmm. the best thing in the world. When it comes to like, so Alex Iglesias, he's a total wizard. He really, really inspires me. So like ever since I joined FinSuite, he has kind of, uh, you know, walked me through learning a lot of things that I didn't know before. You know how you think that you know a lot of things, but then you work with people that are like really good at something. Alex, like he has kind of been like a mentor, but I always looked up to him and he always inspires me with his work. Crazy things that he does with the fancy attributes is just mind boggling. I take everything as a piece of advice that he tells me ever, like ever, every review by him. It's, it's something of a lot of value to me. Yeah, I, I think I've never mentioned it to him, but yeah, I'm really grateful doing things with Webflow. I think Alex Iglesias is, is a great inspiration. Keegan O'Leary, he puts out really good content. I really like his content and he's a great person in real life as well. I met him during the Webflow conference and total sport. I, I like look up to him and every day I open Twitter and there's some kind of good content from Keegan. What is some advice that you would like to share with us? What's something you learned that's had an impact on you? I think the biggest setback I ever had in my life was like, I failed a class in my high school. Like mm-hmm. I had to repeat a year. That really, you know, set me back. I was like, oh no, what am I going to do now? I'm a total failure. I somehow finished high school and like right after I finished high school, I just wanted to do something. I had always been like a really average kid in school. I'm not, I'm no extraordinary or genius person, but I just took the time and put it into learning something. I really invested a lot of time in it. I used to like go to the courses like 12 hours a day. There was some kind of drive that was just making me like go through all the courses and just learn it and apply it. And no matter how much of a setback you may have in your life, if you just put in the time to learn something, there's nothing that can stop you, except you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a very valuable thing to understand and be reminded of that your performance in school and education and failures that you might have personally and professionally don't define the success that you can have. Those are things that happen. Those are not you and they don't define you. So don't let them. You can move on. You can push through and find success and accomplishment in different ways that maybe are not obvious to you in that moment or even to like the educational system. Yeah, I agree. Yogesh, how can others in the community reach out and connect with you? You can all reach out to me on my LinkedIn or on my Twitter. I regularly scroll to both. This was an Overflow episode with Yogesh Zinzuadia, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.